0: A poisonous mushroom deadly when i play a dope melody anything less than the best is a felony love it or leave it you better gain way, you better hit bullseye the kid don't play if there was a problem yo i'll solve it check out the hook while my dj revolves it ice ice <laughs> baby See, no, no, no. My version goes. Oh my god, it's totally different. <laughs> it's totally different. It's, it's, not, different. The same. it's not the Continue same. Continue podcast, everybody. Episode oh 60. God. Welcome back to a show that's I just want to see
1: the waveform of that file <laughs> right now. It's right? spiking.
0: <laughs> it's all blue in the Audacity. It's oh just blue god. for days. This is a show that's about video games and stuff. And my name is Anthony John Agnello, and we would like to welcome you
1: back to this place. It's a very '90s people. website name, video games it's and a- stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our Angel Fire page. If you're having trouble loading, uh, you want to minimize the dancing baby oh uh, with son. an alien head. You're going to want to minimize that. Uh, that person, aghast at her choices in life, is none other than Susan
2: Orne. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, we have a visitor counter at the bottom yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's, we're stuck oh at like 1023 because we got that we got that fucking spotlight on Alta Vista the other day welcome to
1: our web zone <laughs> welcome to our web zone
2: wait we're, we're hoping to be added to a web ring yeah. to mm-hmm. bring in more visitors
1: go to go open star AOL, trek fan and fan ring dot go <gasps> to the
0: go to the special aol chat room continue yeah aol 29. keyword oh aol keyword God. continue 29 uh that person doling out the three hours
1: <laughs> is <laughs>
0: staff roberts dave roberts
1: <laughs> so <laughs> okay uh unrelated to 1990s internet jokes Uh, I have, so I, at my job, uh, there, we have writers, um, who write like health related stories and I load them to the website. So our clients get them automatically populated in in their feed. One that I loaded today had the headline, um, why you probably shouldn't worry about the plague. Nice. (laughs) And I probably, Probably. yeah, yeah, the the word probably is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that headline. Yeah. I learned about the difference between pneumonic and bubonic plague, though. So, oh, all bu- right. bubonic that's... plague is actually not bad. Yeah, it's actually you can, it's you can be cur- You can be cured from that. Yeah, yeah. the one in China yeah. is the pneumonic plague, and that's not that's the worst one.
0: It's the Johnny pneumonic plague. Yes, there's nice. everybody's everybody's Tight. jacking into the to the net and talking to a virtual dolphin,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Sequest. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like like Sequest the dolphin, the dolphin in Sequest Quasar? What the hell was that thing? Oh, No, it was Darwin. Darwin. Darwin Come on, Quasar <laughs> Quasar yeah, with you. yeah, I'm real close <laughs> I was totally Freaking Roy over. Scheider's
1: gonna come over and punch you
0: <clears throat> Roy Scheider's gonna uh, Do you guys ever see the episode of Sequest With Mark Hamill in it, with old Luke Skywalker? Oh, I
1: haven't Oh
0: Probably. man, they, yeah. oh god So they they got me good because, I mean, this is this is pre-Wing Commander 3, so there was a real dearth of available Mark Hamill at the time. And so they're showing commercials for it left and right. It's like, Mark Hamill comes to Sequest DSV. Remember Luke I like, Skywalker? I was like, that's kind of like Luke Skywalker. Like, some science fiction shit is happening adjacent to him. Like, I'll, I'm in. And so I watch it. And I had already been angry at Sequest for its boat full of lies that it was <laughs> going to be a good
1: time. And uh, don't worry, Roy Scheider also very angry with you. Super, yeah, he's pissed. And I watched the whole episode, and it turns out Mark Hamill's an
0: alien. And at the end, they do the classic, like, reveal your true form to us. And the alien costume that they have Mark Hamill in is worse than what you would win at like a county fair for I'm popping a like balloon with a dart. Right now. <laughs> it's it, like like the head like barely fits. Like you can see like the no like the nose holes that he's looking out of.
1: It's just terrible. Have you have you taken a gander at the Wikipedia page for for the show? Like no, uh, just just the stories behind it. Like Roy Scheider, very angry because he he got sold that he was joining like a Star Trek underwater, not like a monster of the week show. So he got angry with producers about that all of the time. Uh, and it got constantly preempted for NBA games. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no. Susan, did you find it? Did you find Mark oh, Hamill? Oh, I did. It's great, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's, it's real good. W- yeah. Wow. Right. That's like, You wouldn't go to Halloween Masquerade's clearance bin in oh. July and uh, find something this terrible. That's it's, it's not good.
2: But also looking, uh, l- looking up the, the looking up Sequest, there's they added a mentally challenged alien character at one point.
0: Yes,
1: they sure did.
2: I forgot they
1: about sh- that. They sure did. The season finale is like the season, the Children of the Corn. Man, that show sucked.
0: It, it was bad. We, we have them it all on DVD. So oh, oh, what? Boy. Why do you own? No, there's got to be a reason. Okay, for that.
1: my w- wife growing up had a crush on Jonathan Brandis. Oh, it's oh, like ninety-five percent of the reason.
0: <clears throat> so you've got a copy of Ladybugs on VHS, chilling. Oh my God!
1: Oh my God! No, <laughs> I had to think about it, but no,
0: you had to think about oh. it. All right, I I swear to God, we're gonna Side talk kicks? about video games, guys. I Maybe. promise you. we we might talk about video games, <laughs> yeah. But I assure you that if you thought you remembered Ladybugs and how wildly inappropriate it was, you're wrong. Watch that movie again, as I did recently. <laughs> Is that on Disney Plus? Like, is that. No, I did this this intentionally because uh, I was talking to a bunch of friends about Star Wars Episode 1. Dave, you inspired this actually because you were like, George Lucas never touches the prequels. And I was like, yes, he does because he replaced Yoda in the 2012 version of Phantom Menace because. Oh, that's true. In Phantom Menace 1999, Yoda looks like Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) And so. I told a good friend about this, and then for like three days straight, just just texting him pictures of Yoda from Episode One, and then a picture of Rodney Dangerfield, and almost all of them were from Ladybugs. Uh, that is a movie where Rodney Dangerfield openly fantasizes about a sixteen-year-old girl in lingerie. Yikes! It is. Okay, that's awkward. In inapprops across the board.
1: Oh, <laughs> have, have you seen the the? theme song or the opening theme to that failed Rodney Dangerfield sitcom that was making the rounds on the internet. No. What? Oh, yeah. With like fucking and Meyer and Punky Brewster.
2: Oh, right. Or the, there's a high school kid yeah, who has the uh, the power to summon Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah.
1: What? It's like his- Like Im-
0: him, like, like a character no. that he's playing? It's like
1: his imaginary friend, but also he somehow can like- interact with it but it's like it is rodney dangerfield playing himself playing himself i have to i'll send this to you i
2: think the name of the show is like it's rodney that's rodney
0: yeah that's rodney yeah do we need to restart the show am i hallucinating (laughs) have we gone so far a field that i'm not here anymore all right let's
1: let's let's read it back in
0: Let's rein it back in. Let's talk about things that are completely logical, sensical, <laughs> and from a normal world where normal things happen and everybody has names that are traditional. Susan has finally joined us in reuniting One of America. Us. One of us.
1: <laughs> Connect the strands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but m- more than that, uh, an unusual thing has happened this time around. You actually like a Hideo Kojima game.
2: This is... I'm not comfortable with <laughs> yeah. this, frankly. I not only don't hate this game, mm-hmm. I love this game.
0: We're, we're through the looking
1: glass. Yep. Yeah,
2: we are. I'm really not... I don't know who I am anymore. I feel like <laughs> hallucinogens have been slipped into my food.
1: You've, uh, you've reached ego death. This I, is...
2: Right. So here... But, okay. but oh, Okay. Two things. First, Norman Reedus...
0: Can't act. No. <laughs> not, not even a little. Like not But isn't, s- isn't that on purpose in this context? No. Like, don't, no, don't stop it. Don't you need him to be an empty vessel stop in it. this role? I don't, I, no. I don't know. No. The way he mumbles two wheels up as
2: he's, like, <laughs> walking across the broken lava tubes. No, stop it. He can't act. He's lucky he's really hot because otherwise <laughs> he has nothing to offer humanity. Okay. So he's apparently a good dad. So I'll give him that, too. <laughs> uh
1: there's one thing.
2: <laughs> there's one thing. Okay. As re- okay, what I really appreciate and I can't believe I'm about to say this is the simplicity of the story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go. Forget-
2: Like the beach and the the death stranding and the life after death. Forget the explanation sure. for for the ghosts, right? But even that is simple. Even
0: that is like it's comprehensible. No. no, we we opened a portal to the uh, like the afterlife. We opened the door to the afterlife physically, yeah. and we fucked everything up. Like that's right. that yeah, makes that sense. Even
2: that as a concept is is pretty <clears throat> simple. Right. Yeah. Like if you can't figure out the chiral network and the what and why the baby, whatever ghosts mm-hmm. bad will Ghost kill bad. you. You can very much get into the idea of, OK, the, the country was split apart. Some people want to reunite us because that will, you know, unite humanity and, and be good. And some people are like, fuck you. America was fucked before with the explosion. I want no part of this. And more more to the point, I'm going to try and stop you. That is a very easy concept to get your head around. So I like that. I, I really, I, I appreciate that. And there's something just so satisfying about finding efficient, safe ways to bring people their underwear.
0: hmm <laughs> hmm Clean new underwear.
2: Right? Like that just makes me very happy and and trucking through the countryside and seeing an auto paver there for those of you who have not played the game uh infrastructure is all gone there's no more roads there's no more power there da, 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 da. and you're trying to walk across the country so uh there are auto pavers that are set up and if you give them enough raw material they will automatically create a road a proper road so i'll be like Humping along, I'll see an auto paper. I'll be like, "Do I have anything I can contribute to this?" And I feel very connected because other people playing yeah. have contributed to it, and that mm. is really meaningful to me. And I and what it's so stupid. The likes thing is dumb, but goddamn, if I'm not like so and so gave your ladder a like. Oh my right. god, thank you! It was very yeah. You helped someone, yeah. right? And right. It, it, like I'm the, so glad I could help you.
0: The the five people have used a road you rebuilt. Yeah, is a remarkable thing to put into a game as a reward. Yep. Because that's different than like, you unlocked sniper shoes. Yep. Now when you wear these shoes, you know how guns work better. Yep. Here's a plus three to gunhead. You and
2: had a kill streak. Now you can use the strongest weapon
0: in the game. Instead it's like, hey man, somebody also wanted to get down that hill the same way you did, and they used your rope. Yeah. What about that shit? Yeah. How I I wanna know where you are because okay like in the story and physically where are you in the countryside okay because th- that changes the experience of the game dramatically I find.
2: interesting interesting okay so I be- I think I'm still in chapter three which is fragile
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I now I have been uh, I, I'm a, I think I'm in the Midwest. And I now have the ability to print a motorcycle. I can use a garage. I can drive vehicles. This is all extremely exciting. I have a bolo weapon, so I can take down the mules. I can just like, yeah. pow, 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 which is great. I'm. I have uh, Autobots, little automatic mm-hmm. bots who can do some deliveries for me. So that's very exciting. And I'm. Uh, right, what is happening right now? The story that is happening right now is. I have I have met Troy Baker.
0: Yeah, there you go.
2: He's the leader of the terrorists. And he and uh, Fragile, Leia Sadu, have a, have a history. Mm-hmm. And I have now found out why she did the big bad thing that she did. I don't want yes. to be too spoilery. Yeah.
0: Have so you seen... Have you had the flashback of their falling out has fragile. Have not. Okay, okay. So I won't say anything there. But like, you know, you 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 get there. Yeah. Um
2: they have beef.
0: They have beef. They've big beef. They have, they uh, have major
2: major beef. Yes. And uh and I am I am okay. <laughs> this infant I have strapped to me. Mhm. The sec if I, when I get a like from BB, I am over the damn moon. It's I'm great. Like, my little child is happy. That's wonderful. Let me rock you, my little child. I check on him every time we're in a in the private room. I take him out and I rock him when he's upset. And it's Hideo Kojima is an insane person. Let's just mm-hmm. all accept that. But the one thing that I think he gets right more than almost anybody else making games is how good it can feel to help another player that you can't actually
0: see. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And more, more, so, more so than anything, and I can hear the people in our audience, I can hear the people, our backers, who hang out in the Discord already being like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. They does it, he does it so much better than From Software in Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Oh, I agree. So, so dramatically better. That, uh, like, not, nobody else competes.
2: Which is not to say they do it badly. They no. They don't.
0: Not at I all. Mean,
2: the fact that they even try is yes. wonderful. And and yeah. adds an element to that game that I think gives it a humanity that it would otherwise lack. Because otherwise like, it would just be like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, the game.
0: It, it's their baby. Like, this, yeah. this doing this in a game is their idea. Like, ten years ago, Demon's Souls was... Yep. What if you could do things that benefit or damage other players, and you you you're not directly interacting? Like that non-linear idea is their thing, but Hideo Kojima has taken it to a place where it really feels tangibly linked mm-hmm. to the core loop of what you're doing mm-hmm. all the time. Like this game is based around that feeling.
2: Yeah, and it makes you want to participate. It makes you want to create those connections with mm-hmm. people. You know, when I see a bridge or a ladder or a rope, and it's like, oh my gosh, wow, this is making my life so much easier. You're goddamn right I like it. Absolutely, I throw the like at the person who who threw that down. When I see the auto paper, I contribute to it because I want to contribute. I want to be part of that positivity. And you don't have to. Nothing mm-hmm. in the game is saying, oh, you can't get to chapter four unless you like this many things. But I want to. Mm. And hmm. that is truly remarkable to me, uh, and and not something I expected at all.
0: Have you encountered uh, ms Nicholson? Uh, not in a BB flashback.
2: No, I have not.
0: You have not. All right, that also, I, like, I, man, this game is. there's a lot going on it's so dense (laughs) there's so much going on but like it is so dense there's so much going on and another thing since finishing it that that is so remarkable is that it never really stops changing like yeah so I mean you you already noted like it feels really good to be like alright I'm gonna go here Mm -hmm. I know it's raining here so I'm gonna avoid the rain I'm gonna go this way and all those things uh while that never goes away, you are constantly being introduced into new ways to do that. Literally right up until the end. Interesting. And you are also going to be, it's so hard to talk about even basic mechanical things because then it starts Mm. spoiling things. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just story stuff. If you want to talk
1: about like later mechanics
0: like, is, l- later
1: gear that you get that yeah. changes just basic traversal.
0: Interesting. Okay. How much are you finding yourself, because, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Susan, when you tend to really latch on to a game like this, you like engaging in ancillary stuff. You like mm-hmm. doing, like, everything. You like seeing I a do. star turn into two stars, etc. yep. Yep. Are you are you drilling down on that
1: here?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I am you know, I'm taking things seriously like I want to I will take on this particular package run that has to be done urgently and I mm-hmm. will get a vehicle specifically so I can do it faster to get a better score. I will get a container repair spray to make sure that my score is as high as possible because I want to increase, like the engineer, I want to increase my relationship with the engineer and and all of these things. I am, it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm headed that direction, I'll give you the thing and I don't really care. I care. I mm. actively care what I, you know, about, I, I care about being a freaking porter. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah. But I, I genuinely do.
1: I get it. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think that like speaks to Susan's point that like I think Hideo Kojima's talent as like a game director I mean you know he has a whole team of people who like I'm sure help him workshop a lot of these things but like the way that he approaches games is like he fixates on a single idea right and he's like how do I express this in gameplay language how do I make the player feel this thing that I want to express and like yeah he does it through story uh mm-hmm. because he loves Hollywood movies and he loves to emulate them and just goes way too far on that. But I also think that that sort of feedback feeds back into making the gameplay stand out because like the, the story of Death Stranding is constantly beating you over the head with the idea of connection, 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 connection. Sure. But by doing that, I think that's what makes the gameplays themes of connection as well stand out more and are highlighted mm-hmm. more because i feel like like playing this game i am now 100% certain that i that the phantom pain is a complete and finished work of art
2: oh interesting
1: because he like i said like when you play death stranding you feel connected to other people because that's exactly the feeling that he wants you to have the Phantom Pain is literally called, it's called the Phantom Pain. It's about a thing that is missing that was once there, that is now gone, and you ache for it. And the entire arc of that game is presenting you with something that never comes. Like there are quotes I, I, it, there are quotes in, in the art the strategy guide where he talks about like, uh, we wanted to make the encounter with the bo- the final boss of the game purposefully feel empty yeah, because we don't want you to feel victory in this moment
0: nothing like every single time somebody on the internet whether it's in a a blistering op-ed at a video game website (laughs) or on twitter and they're like oh Hideo Kojima is just so he's so not subtle and he just bangs people on the head I'm like uh huh yeah you're a bad reader (laughs) <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he has to do that because 99% of the people playing his games are fucking bad readers. In Phantom Pain, he he spells out what he's doing. People are like, oh, it's lazy and unfinished because you have to replay the same missions. Before you have to replay endgame missions, one of the characters as your as your horrible soldiers are casting him out, screams at you, you've all gone insane, war has driven you insane, you just keep perpetuating the same cycle of violence. This is not fucking rocket science <laughs> interpreting the narrative that's in play here. But, you know, for all of the on-the-nose bullshit that you're encountering in Death Stranding, Susan, it sounds like you are automatically connecting with the themes the fact that you you're having that experience of caring about being a porter means it's work
2: yep yeah I mean th- this is the thing like for all of his
1: Ex- excesses
2: think- Art- artifice isn't the right word excesses like his like <coughs> he names her fragile like okay. oh oh shitty shitty weirdness yeah, like that like come on and
1: <laughs> But she's not that fragile.
2: Oh, oh don't no, has she
1: has she said it yet? Has she said it where you
0: are? Where she says, My name is fragile, but I'm not that fragile.
2: I think she has. Because she
0: like, will say it eighty two thousand times by the time you're finished.
2: It's just like please please stop. Please <laughs>
0: please stop.
2: I but you know, for all of all of that. I feel like he has a humanity Mm -hmm. that has that gets overlooked a lot because he is such a larger than life person and his and his games have done so, so well. Mm -hmm. Um, And because they're they've been, you know, shooty bang. I I, I just feel like that's that's maybe gotten lost a little bit in his. uh, It's just it's. I'm very, very surprised at how small, in many ways, the game feels. Yeah,
0: I'm anxious to see how this game performed in terms of sales. Like, yeah. I and not, not in that sort of callow, uh, I want to see a Sony's beating
2: Microsoft for oh, yeah, first party yeah,
0: yeah. titles. <laughs> like no, 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 no. no I, I mean, I, I want to see how many people did this reach. How many yeah. people? Saw this and thought, I want in on it because I feel, and we talked about this last time, that this is such an aggressive move in terms of trying to dismantle that perception of him as an artist and also that stranglehold that that type of game has on big budget gaming. You know, I, I feel like this is going to be a really compelling model for other marquee developers to look at a publisher uh, like Sony and say, you can put this kind of money behind this kind of game and it can find an audience. And that's not saying that we're all going to the fucking art house every fall kids. That's not what this is going to be, but it, it is, you know, like this is how we started seeing people like Christopher Nolan and Jennifer Kent start to get money to direct really crazily weird movies uh, and I, I'm really hoping it happens. I mean, does this does this in any way, shape, or form make you want to go play his games?
2: Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> I will say. <laughs> <give> snatcher <laughs> Give Snatcher a shot.
2: Okay, maybe, maybe Snatcher. I will,
0: no,
1: uh-uh.
0: Uh, not going down the Metal Gear hole? No,
2: fuck no. That's, no, uh-uh, no. Hard pass. I, I uh... The other thing I wanted I want to say is how remarkably good looking this game is, oh, it's beautiful. and I I don't think I don't know, but I don't think it would be as emotionally resonant if it didn't have such astounding facial motion capture technology. Like when when freaking Mads when Hannibal. <laughs> is air dancing with his brain-dead <laughs> wife. And then he makes himself so dizzy he falls down, and he's talking to B.B. B.B. It's, I mean, it's 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 a really touching yeah. moment. And yeah. if, if the motion capture was not that good, it would just look silly.
0: Well, that's where the subtlety is, right? Yeah. Like, that's where the subtlety is. The subtlety is not in the explicit narrative or the exposition, the subtlety is in the performances yeah. and it's in, it's in the entire
1: aesthetic. The, the, yeah. The visual language of this game is incredible. Like the, the, yeah. there's some moments later on in the game, like well, it'll blow you away. Like yeah. just I how, it. how cool and just, he, you know, the way that he sets up a shot.
0: Just. Th- this is, this is not a significant spoiler. Susan, this is, this is not a, like oh man, I'm gonna ruin a big surprise. You will go to a place that is snowy. Like you're okay. you're trying to get to the West Coast.
2: Yeah,
0: you There's will mountains have to. In there. You, yeah. You're you're gonna have to cross the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. And that section of the game is so visually profound because of where the story goes in that moment. But at the same time, one of the other tools you open up in addition to building roads is you start to build zip lines. Mm, mm -hmm. And not only does it open up this whole thrilling vein of new motion and new Mm. strategy for getting from point A to point B, the visual language becomes very desperate because you're moving very fast all of a sudden. Interesting. And it's, it's such a remarkable game. I I feel like everybody listening uh, and who sticks with us for every single episode is really going to have to get ready for the fact that we're probably going to have to do a third episode that talks about Death Stranding because when you get to the end, Susan, I mm. want so badly to talk to you about it. And I, when I beat it uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was texting Dave, you know, like furiously. <laughs> and I will fully admit that I... I I was, like, almost angry at the end. Like, I, I felt, like, angry. And I've had two weeks to digest that now, and I realized that I was having an unusual experience for a video game. Oh, no. Which is that the execution was actually challenging me emotionally.
2: Wow!
0: And I, like, I was like, oh, this game was doing something and went to a place that made me feel uncomfortable. And I had a classically male response to that, which was, Bullshit! How dare you make me question myself and the way I see things? Which ties completely into what you're saying about the subtlety of the performances and the fact that it's made in such a way that it is affecting on a deeply human level. Uh, Are you going to see it through?
2: Oh, of course! Absolutely, without question. I... Oh, I do have one question because it's unclear to me. Okay. Is the new president your sister or your wife?
0: We can't tell you that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we can't, yeah, that's a. Uh, we can't tell you anything. I like. I guarantee you have <laughs> questions, and I guarantee that all of your questions have answers. Yes. That okay. is the other. Okay. That's yeah. That's the other thing that is remarkable about this game. Is that unlike other Hideo Kojima it games It wraps it all you to, up! You never get to the end and you're like, wait, what about everything is accounted for? You're okay. reading the emails, right? You're reading the emails?
2: Uh, uh, yes.
0: Read the emails. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Have
0: you yeah. saved the chiral artist yet? that's like the last thing in chapter three where it's the last thing you do in chapter three. And it's really, I just, I
2: just met the guy who has the junkyard.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. He's going to ask you to save the chiral artist.
2: Okay. Oh, oh, his girl, his girl, his girl, his
0: girl. And yeah, I see like, and like that's, I can't say anything else because even that is, that'll spoil like a really potent moment. Okay. Okay. Um, holy shit. What a game.
2: Yeah, like okay, so listeners, like you all know how I feel about Hideo Kojima. <laughs> you, you, you all know how I feel about pretentiousness in general. You all know how I feel about the games that game journalists are like, oh my god, it's so amazing! It's a very is- specific
1: set of game journalists too. Like every yeah, time. <laughs> it's
2: true. It's true. Um, I love this game. I truly do. I I think you should play it.
0: It's really good. Yeah. It it's really,
2: really. It really is quite special. And, it's really. And I encourage you to give it a shot. But
1: is it's it a, really is is it a new genre way. of strand game? <laughs> I
2: will shove this pen into your eye.
1: Does it make you feel Social ashamed?
0: <laughs>
2: Are you ashamed
1: of your words
0: <laughs> and deeds?
2: <laughs> There's a lot of naked human <laughs> in it. I, There's I, one I, my one complaint. Is that he's not rolling around in oil at any point.
0: Well... Isn't he? Like, well, you I'm do not, get... Not naked. He gets... I, all right, no, that hasn't happened yet. You'll get to a point where he is, like... It, it looks It looks like the scene in Stripes when John Candy mud wrestles. Oh,
2: okay. Except <laughs> instead okay. of
0: John Candy, yeah. it's Norman yeah. Reedus.
2: Yeah, Norman uh, Reedus is naked a lot. I, and I uh, am okay with
0: it. So, Susan, in Metal Gear Solid Five. The loading screen, like typically where you are when you're selecting your next mission, mm-hmm. you're in the cockpit of a helicopter yep. and whoever is your companion, like if you have the dog quiet, like you can see them there. Yep. And like, I mean, quiet just flat out does yoga in front of you yeah, uh, and it's yeah. just it's just ass Yep. in your face yep. and then she'll literally turn around and be like "Ooh, yep uh, sneaking a peek huh the fact that Hideo is like alright maybe I went a little too far and his response to that is just Norman Reedus leisurely showering yeah and just giving you two tickets to the buns show and then having him wink at the player is just so aggressive <laughs> like Old metal gear bros. Like picture the guy that's like, fucking oh, love metal gear when I was in college, dog, and he gets this and it's just a face full of abs. I I'm know, like, this I love, is, love
2: it. I love, here's my thing. If you're gonna give us roly poly quiet, mm-hmm. then you're gonna give me buns of steel, Norman Ritas.
0: Give me give me all of that. Yeah, I,
2: like oh. give me give me all the gays, okay? That's, like that's so good. Female gaze, male <laughs> gaze, whatever. All like, the yes.
0: gays. Gimme give, give me the multiple gaze.
2: Yep. multi Thank you. Very
0: uh much. oh man. Uh, yeah. So I guess it's time for Susan and I to get angry.
2: <laughs> uh, why, wait, what are we getting angry we're about? We're gonna today? we're
0: gonna we're gonna get angry because Dave has a question. Okay. And Dave's question, Dave, what is your question? About about a thing. Oh boy. That a certain uh, Gabin announced
1: is is VR. That's is, the question. Is, is, is VR question no, mark.
0: no. When we planned this episode, you you put it very specifically. Oh, right. I mean, is Half Life Alex?
1: Yeah. You is is Half Life Alex the game that sells VR? Is no! it the big one? No! Is it the, the big, big one? Capital B, capital one. Is it the big one? No. No.
0: <laughs> because there is no fucking big one.
1: <laughs> That's
0: correct. Uh, no, Dave, Dave. Okay, for no, anybody. No,
2: you know what? You know what the
0: big one is. You know what it is. It's porn. Okay. <laughs> like, it they is. had it. They had it. They had it. It's out there. There's it's all not, kinds of. It's not that good. It's not that good. It it never will be. Well, here's, here's what me, wait, right. okay, no, 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 oh, all right, Dave, <laughs> it back. wheel us in, <laughs> Okay, wheel us right, in, I right, can feel right. the spirit of Roy Schneider <laughs> finding, Roy Schneider just found out about Sequest's scripts, and now he's, he's, his anger is per- possessing <laughs> us all, uh, did, did Dave, tell, for anybody out there who doesn't know what the game, the game is, oh yeah, is, good point, yeah, Tell us what the game is. Okay. Tell us about the the sort of history of what's been going on with Valve because it
1: seems like they've been building up to this moment for a few years. Okay, so Half Life, a game created in 1998. Uh, <laughs> it's a first, like a seminal first-person shooter, changed the the game as far as like storytelling in first-person, um, creating a full seamless like there's loading, but like an uncut world that you're going through. AI, all kinds of stuff. Half Life Two also came out um it was like five or six years later seminal experience uh this time for like in-game physics um and and world building just like built a really cool world out of the stuff that the ideas they had for the first one and then they had some episodes half-life two episode one half-life two episode two ends on a cliffhanger nothing and Port- Portal and Portal 2, they're... they they're Tangentially like, related. They're,
0: yeah, they're guidance. But, yeah. that for weeb language? Right, <laughs> the,
1: <couple of, laughs> the guidance to the couple, Half-Life couple universe. Life. <laughs> and then nothing. Like, basically, the moment Dota 2 started printing money, like, Dota 2 and their own store just basically started printing them money, they stopped... Caring, I don't know about Stop caring, caring. caring. But They're yeah, caring. like they, they they stopped caring about making <laughs> single player games. So the story of Half Life, as it was at the end of episode two, never resolved to the point that it became the butt of a joke. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it like just, so much time has passed that everyone's like, every single rumor is, oh, is this Half Life 3? Is this it? Is this it? Yeah. So, um, now, after like decade, not decades, but like yeah, like a over since a decade it's been 2000, 2007. Yeah, two thousand seven. Since two thousand seven, we have our first proper half new Half Life game, and it's a VR game, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a game that <laughs> takes place between uh, Half Life One and Half Life Two, called Half Life Alex. You play as Alex, the character from Half Life Two, is like Gordon's assistant. Um, accompanies him through most of two and the uh, other episodes, and it's more like Gordon's her assistant. Like Alex yeah, is the only person yeah. who knows what's happening. I mean, like, yeah, well, the, kind of the running joke is that Gordon Freeman is just a huh? lab rat <laughs> that you know breaks things with his crowbar. Uh, so yeah, like, tr- like there were rumors that. There was going to be a reveal of the Half-Life game at the Game Awards. And I guess rather than wait that long, they just released the trailer. And yeah, it's a Half-Life game in VR. It looks neat. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it, looks it looks fine. It looks
0: neat. <laughs> like, I, I People were like, this trailer is blowing my mind.
1: I was like, oh, it's pretty Half-Life. Like You made a Half-Life that's good looking. It's, okay, so one of the things that stuck out to me in the trailer and it's really dumb, but it's like the kind of thing that makes VR cool is there's a scene where like you see, you're seeing the action through uh, Alex's eyes because it's a VR game. And there's a part where you're like trying to hide from this monster who's like lurking in the basement and you're hiding behind some shelves and you can use your in-game hand to like realistically move away objects to see the monster and like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's the kind of thing that you come... That is cool. Yeah, the kind of thing that you come to VR for, but then it's also, it's a shooter. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, like, every other VR game yeah. is a shooter. Uh, also, you have, so instead of a gravity gun, you have a gravity glove, because that's the controllers that you have. Um, and you can manipulate things with the gloves. I don't know. It looks neat, but... Is it, like, Half-Life 2 neat? Is it like the kind of no. thing that's going to like there, there was a time in video game land when a game could come out and everyone's like, I got to rush out and buy a new graphics card to play this game. Sure. Like crisis is kind of still even today, kind of like the pinnacle yeah. of that idea where it's like you have also this 2007. Yeah. This visual showstopper that is so impressive looking that you have to run out and buy a graphics card and see this for yourself. I don't know if Half-Life is that for VR. Like no, I don't like half lifes no. ship has sailed, right? Like a that entire
0: culture has sailed. That yep. experience exactly. is fucking over. Yep. We have we have reached the moment where every single person is carrying a goddamn supercomputer in their pocket yep. and it can make things that look really pretty. They're not the prettiest. Nobody gives a hot damn about the prettiest games and the runaway success of the base PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch over the past six years answers that definitively for us. Like, yeah. the, the, it's just not a thing anymore. Like, yeah. The, the, the Especially when
1: there... the, the cheapest VR headset I think that can run this game is the Oculus Quest, which is still a $400, a four, yeah, $400. buy-in, which is like... For a console, I think you could justify that, even with Oculus as a standalone device. I still sure. that f- still feels like a luxury add on purchase I, I, to a lot of people. It it's also like
0: stop making v trying to make VR happen. It will it will never ever find the audience that even something like a half-life 2 or more significant than half-life because half-life is not the runaway shared experience that people in our little world think it is
1: I mean it it was at the time I think just because I mean, games was, were smaller then like it wasn't it,
0: right it was like the people who played video games knew what half-life was which was a lot of people but so many more people play video games now thanks to phones, thanks to things like the Switch, thanks to low-cost PCs, Like the, the, the culture that knew about Half-Life does not exist. Portal was more significant. Portal was more of a breakthrough.
2: Here's, here's yeah. proof. Here is your proof, Anthony. Someone who bought a Switch four years ago they're not saying, when's Half-Life 2 going to show up on uh,
0: Never. Right? <laughs> like, Where's Team Fortress 2? Like, they're, they're not asking right? that. Like, None of these people, things are relevant anymore.
2: If you did not care about Half-Life 2 <laughs> at the time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you don't care about Half-Life 2 now.
0: Yeah. And, like, Portal 2 was very and, successful, but that was eight
1: goddamn yeah, years and ago. and, like, honestly, that, that's Valve's fault. Because Valve has not not given anyone a reason to care about it Mm -hmm. other than as this like mystical thing of the sequel, like constantly hanging over people's heads. So, Susan, this is
0: this is the other reason I'm right. And I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this vindication (laughs) for four fucking years. We can cast our eyes back to editorial meetings that the three of us were involved in, oh at Games Radar, or even at Joystick yeah. when everybody's like, we gotta cover VR, yeah. and I was the person yep. constantly sitting there saying, VR will never be successful because human beings do not like not being able to see where they are yeah. it will never, ever take off because people don't like being isolated, and everybody's like Fuck you, Anthony. It's not true. That's the future. And now, finally, an executive has used the exact words that I've been using this whole time. Phil Spencer, the day after Valve announces this bullshit, Phil Spencer is interviewed, and they're like, Hey, is Xbox Scarlet gonna have VR? And he says, I have some issues with VR. It's isolating. And I think of games as a communal kind of together experience we're responding to what our customers are asking for and nobody's asking for vr
1: nope bam well and it, like we saw that in the numbers of the traffic we got for all because i remember working at games radar doing like the week or month of vr or whatever nobody read that shit nobody cares nobody, nobody cares. cares
2: nobody cares
1: and like it's and here's the thing. I'm not shitting on VR. I like VR. I think like honestly playing Area X in Res Infinite is a religious experience everyone <laughs> should do. It's incredible. It's, a, it's amazing. But well, it's <laughs> cost prohibitive. Yep. It is isolating. And the experiences that are best suited for VR are experiences that are quick, short, yep. easy to pick up, easy to put down, put it on, take it off, you're done. And that kind of thing, like, that, that's good for a mobile phone. Yep. That's not good for a 400 device you have to strap to your yep. face. Um But that said, I also think that those, thi- those experiences are cool. I think mm-hmm. looking around they and are. moving things, I think people need to stop trying to sell VR as this thing that everyone needs in their house and yeah. something that they need to maybe... Let's bring back the land cafe. I don't no, know, like no, but that's already happening. Like if you, if you go to a major city
0: now, or if you look at like, and this is huge in Japan, where VR investment exists is attractions. Yep, it's attractions. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go, they, like Capcom has. Yeah, done they have like a Resident really, Evil stuff, right? They have four of them. They have four of them. Square Enix. There are multiple Dragon Quest VR experiences. Nobody wants it in their house, and honestly, like. I really like Half Life 2 a lot. I find I I was very moved by that game. I got why people thought it was a big deal when I finally played it on the orange box, like most people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's great, but even then, Half Life is not cool enough that it's going to like change anything. Yeah.
1: It's it'll, just it'll, it'll, not. S- it'll probably sell enough headsets for Valve by all the old weirdos that like Half Life. But like, I'll, I'll ta-
0: I'll, no, dude, I'll take that money. I'll take yeah, that money right you, I'll now.
2: I'll bet you on that. That's it's not,
0: not going to sell shit.
1: No,
0: it's uh, you are going to have all. What is their headset called? Their
1: magical headset. Oh, the indi- The thousand dollar complete set. Yeah, the
0: thousand dollar Valve Index. Yeah. Guess what? I'm going to be buying for five dollars plus shipping come 2023, my friend. That is going to be the Steam controller all over again. And it's just never going to do what they think it is. It Never. Here's,
2: Here's the thing. VR is really cool technology. There's no question. It is really nifty. It is claustrophobic as fuck. Yes. If you've never experienced VR, the headset has to be very tight on your head mm-hmm. because it has to move with you in a very precise way it's not comfortable
0: Mm-mm.
2: it's 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 not comfortable it gets sweaty it gets hot this is supposed god to be forbid crazy. if you have
1: glasses like
2: oh if you have glasses you're fucked and it's Forget all the wires, forget, it's just, it's not comfortable. It is not an experience that lends itself well for most people mm-hmm. to any kind of lengthy session. And when people want to engage in entertainment, they want to be comfortable. Yes. If they don't, it's called sports.
0: Yes. They want, be, well, they want to be comfortable and they want to share it. They yeah. want to I be, I don't even, I don't even know that that's True. I don't know, man. I Like, when you sit there and think about what streaming has done mm. for the shared experience of video games, and, like, VR games are not the hot-ticket item for streamers. No. Like, 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 even even for... Like, I'm not talking about in-the-room sharing. I'm talking yeah, oh, about... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the, the communal uh, spectator experience of video games. VR is not conducive to that in any way, no, not. shape, or form. No, and the novelty not. of it... Is ten years old at this point. Yeah. Like Oculus got their funding for that stupid headset eight years ago. I was still living in Arizona. <laughs> God. Yeah. It's like, guess what, kids? It's just not happening. It's yeah. not going to happen. Have you guys used an Oculus Quest? Nope. The, the wireless no. Oculus. It nope. is the most. It is the. It is the the ideal form.
1: Of yeah, the I, I was looking at it. Yeah. I was like interested in, in maybe getting one because I like VR and the PS VR is just when they're when they're two hundred dollars, yeah. don't hesitate because yeah. yeah, yeah, the,
0: yeah. The, it does a thing that I have been waiting for a VR headset to do, which is that it limits the isolation as much as is humanly possible for an enclosed headset. Because the first thing that happens when you put it on, and it's really cool,
1: is that it maps the space. Around you, you can actually see space. outside of the headset. There's like a button it's, you push oh, or something, wow. and because there are cameras on the front of it that do yeah. the tracking, and you can see like a black and white version of the room. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's cool, Susan. It's straight up. Uh, it's it straight up holodeck. It. Yeah. You Got see a square and if, grid,
1: and if you walk outside of it, the it switches to real time video and goes like, "Hey, you're outside of the zone." It's it, it's as good as it could possibly be.
0: It's still not enough. It's still too uncomfortable. It's still too isolating. It will never work. And
1: here's the other thing. So I pulled up this uh, Kotaku article um, that from like Valve's own like data, because they collect data on, on the, like you can voluntarily opt in to like submit your data so they can get surveys of like what people are using with their computers. And like, they have a lot of users, but like only 30% of them have VR ready graphics cards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great, great place to put your the money, The percentage guys. of Steam yeah.
1: users, this is from <clears> the <throat> article, who already own VR hardware is far or smaller, totaling out to just over 1%. Awesome. With great the Oculus Rift and HTC Vive leading the pack at 0.38% and 0.34% eight, eight respectively. Perfect. Great. Um, Yeah. So you want to talk, you want to talk about the part of this is the part that breaks my heart.
0: Yeah. Tell tell me about the part that breaks your heart
1: because like whatever Alex, half life, Alex existing. Cool. Right. It's a cool thing. If you got, if you got the headset, have fun with it. Like I hope it's great. Here's the problem. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Right before the trailer dropped, a bunch of internet sleuths started poking around and noticed that all of the developers who were once at Campo Santo um, that had gotten hired by Valve uh, removed In the Valley of Gods from their Twitter bios, which was the game that they were working on. They revealed it at... The Keeleys uh, back in 2017. It was this like their follow up. Their follow up to Firewatch. They're gonna make a, another first person narrative game about two black women exploring Egyptian tombs in like the 1920s. Right? Sounded awesome. So like just the thing. They, they hit it out of the park with Firewatch. This is their follow up. Super exciting. They start scrubbing data of the game from their Twitter bios and. Campo Santo's website. Then, th- people started finding out through like the video that Keeley was doing. Uh, like once Half Life Alex got announced, Jeff Keeley announced that he's doing the final hours of Half Life Alex, which is like a documentary series that he did for other Half Life games, and that there are Campo Santo people in it. Like you could see Ollie Moss like drawing stuff on a whiteboard. He's the artist who worked on uh, Firewatch, uh, gave it like its distinct visual style. And he's like, yeah, I'm working on the Half-Life game. And then just the other day, Polygon reached out and got this note from, from Jake Rodkin, who confirms that uh, development of the game is on hold. So here's the full quote. I'm going to read it because there's some, you can read into the lines a bit here. To fans looking forward to In the Valley of the Gods, it's probably clear that the optimistic 2019 at the end of the announcement trailer isn't going to be accurate. In the end, Valve time makes fools of us all. But yes, developers from the former Campo Santo team have joined other projects at Valve, including Half-Life Alyx. As you can imagine, our experience in the first-person adventure game is pretty relevant. You hear a lot about how at Valve you can work on what you want. Not true. Um, I mean, you can, you just have to win the political capital to do it mm. uh, or y- you basically, you join a click or you get forced out. Uh, that's the word on the street anyway. Uh, bu- 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 uh, it turns out that's true. And there's a lot of work available as we integrated ourselves into valve. It became clear that there was a lot of valuable work to be done on half life. Alex. Some of us started lending a hand and have since become full time on the project as it approaches launch. Similarly, some ex campos are working on Dota underlords some are on steam and so on. So to answer your question as of today in the Valley of the gods, development is on hold, but it certainly feels like a project people can and may return to. And when that happens, we'll find an exciting way to let fans know. Cool. Uh, Cool. Great. Valve, Valve just killed one of the most exciting independent developers. So they're, Employees can work on Dota Underlords, a quote unquote not a ripoff. I mean, they stole the idea, but it was based off of a Dota mod that got really big, and then they split off to make their own game and to compete. Valve decided to make their own version, kind of like how Dota Two it was like a ripoff, like Warcraft. And so it sucks. sucks. It sucks man. so much.
0: This is uh, okay. So I don't want to go too much farther down this hole because I, f- I feel like we're, we're, we're in a place where we all need some positivity.
1: Well, but. And also I don't know what their headspace is. Maybe they're all super jazzed to be working Maybe on it. All like they, 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 it. Like they're super excited about it. Like listening to their podcast, which also idle thumbs I miss greatly because that canceled like right around the time when yeah. they got acquired by valve as well. Um, uh, I, they're all, I'm sure they like, they all love half life. Like they, sure. it was a very formative experience for them. And if someone said, "Hey, we want you to work on the next Half-Life game," uh, yes, yeah, like and when, when they were still an independent studio, I'm yeah. sure that yeah.
0: And you know, we play Firewatch. These are people that like Half-Life. Yes, <laughs> like there's no, there's no question that the lineage of everything that came out of Source, like Dear Esther and Portal. And even, like, the narrative ticks of Team Fortress 2 and, and, and like, the cinemas that came out of that has informed these people's work. All of that said, I think it's fucking bullshit that their original work is getting dismantled.
1: Yeah, there's a... Like dude, this. the saddest part, like, there's a Twitter thread of one of the contracted writers who was working with Campo Sano to write in the Valley of Gods. And because he was a contractor, he didn't get hired along... With the rest of the team uh, to Valve, so he's like, I wanted to make this game, and we're not anymore, and it makes me sad. And he just like went through this whole Twitter thread of like all this research that he got to do to like Uh. write this game, and like Uh. pretending to be a fan of the Call of Cthulhu tabletop (laughs) game, so he could ingratiate himself with Call of Cthulhu tabletop groups to get like documents of, like, Egyptian lore that they have. Like I I just,
0: I don't know, man. Like, finding
1: 1930s versions of books so they could use.
0: Everything that independent developers have told me, and I'm not going to name any names, but everything that independent developers have told me about the way that Valve has behaved towards them in the wake of the launch of Epic Games Store and the fact that Val- Valve's entire modus operandi with independent developers these days is just like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us, and you-, you owe us for even putting your game into our barely curated hellhole of a storefront. And everything that Valve has made since, like, like since Portal 2... Of Dota and whatever their Counter Strike, they're they're the, awful. The,
1: the you mean the the casino that they made Counter Strike Casino Go.
0: Man? Yeah, the casino they made the awful card game that, that no one, no one, one about. It. No one bought <laughs> they it. They got the like, guy
1: who created Magic the Gathering, I, and couldn't sell I, this I, thing.
0: Yeah, I just I hope that someone there has had, like, like, Valve is starting to feel like Lucasfilm circa, like, 2004, where it's like, is somebody gonna say anything about the way this is going? Is anybody gonna, like, talk about how we just keep making things that people
1: hate, and maybe do something about that? I mean, no, because the no, way... Because they, they keep the, making money. and Well, they keep making money, and they have the flat hierarchy where yeah. everyone, um... Yeah, flat. Yeah, that's the thing—the flat hierarchy where everyone breaks off into clicks. and. But, like, but I, I, am glad. Like,
0: I'm not. This is not like a defense of Epic. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm glad the Epic Game Store exists. Some
1: competition. Some, a, some yeah,
0: something yeah. to cripple their hegemony, because it's a bummer. This is a bummer. Yeah. Uh, you know what is not a bummer? The fact that Respawn exists and get to make games. Yes. Respawn. Is not awful. And they are getting to do things. Yeah, and they I somehow got it.
1: Absorbed by a s- similarly
0: but differently evil company. The worst of them. The worst of the companies. And yet they're making the good shit all the way down. So, like, we're fixated on the year 2007 a little bit in this conversation. What? Uh, <clears throat> you know, hmm? What, Susan? What? <laughs> what? 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 Ah, fixated, fixated on something? What? <laughs> but... It'll, it'll, you know, in the same year as Half Life and the, uh, two, Episode two, the Orange Box, all that. The same year as Crisis. Same year, all that's happening. There's another game that comes out and it breaks everything. And it's Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. It yeah. broke everything. It shattered video games for a decade. And it's well, there it is. There's the series that makes one billion dollars. Every year, like clockwork, now let's all do the shooters forever. Let's all yeah. multiplayer shooter it for all of time. And the fact that those guys now are making straight-up perfect single-player big-budget action games, I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how they followed up Titanfall 2 with Shut a up. battle... What, what's the matter with Titanfall 2? It's great.
1: It's so it's, good.
0: Boring! So good, Susan. It's so good. It's so. No, I'm not saying it's better than twenty Doom 2016. I'm not. Thank
2: you! Okay, I'm not we can continue. All, All right. All right. I'll All give right. it
0: to you. I'm not All saying right. that. Thank I'm you. I'm saying that it's excellent. I'm saying that it's spectacular. And then they turn around right after EA acquired them and they make a battle royale game. And I'm like, that's kind of a bummer. But apparently it's really good. Apparently, everybody oh, likes is the Apex, the Apex Legends.
2: Legends game.
0: That's, yeah, that's them. That's um, Respawn. Yeah,
2: apparently people really like
0: yeah. it.
1: Yeah. People love it. and It's not—it's a, a, not because it's, or- it's a source engine, too. No. <laughs> and so it feels good to play. No, you don't know. Like, for some reason, that. Respawn doesn't have to use Frostbite. Uh, Titanfall, Titanfall 2, Apex Legends are source engine. Uh, Star engine. Wars Fallen Order is Unreal oh, Engine yeah. 4. Yeah. They made that part of the acquisition agreement. Oh yeah, we're not not using your garbage. We're not using this bullshit. (laughs)
2: They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck you. We like to make good
0: video games that work.
1: Yeah. So
0: so we, the three of us, were talking as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was revealed during that horrifically awkward E3 thing earlier this year. So bad. That was that that miserable stage show, and we were like, look at this. Fucking Wonder Bread Star Wars game that they're making. <laughs> How is this happening? And I was when when it started to get near release time. I was like, of course I'm going to play this because I'm a Star whore. I I am you that guy. Star whore. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'll cop to it. I'm yeah, ha- that's fine. I, I want me the good Star Wars, and I want a single player Star Wars game. And I'll I'm desperate for it. I'll do anything for it. And this game is fucking great. It is not kind of good. It is great. And Dave, Dave, I, I did you talk last episode about some of the, the the janky the janks that exist in Jedi Fallen Order?
1: I don't know if I t- we talked about it in the episode, but I know we've talked about like you and I have personally it's, talked. It's but like it feels like it needs like another three to six months in the oven.
0: Just yeah, like it.
1: Yeah. Like it just needs- a round of polish to make the frame rate work, to make the ropes not look like weird <laughs> snake monsters. <laughs> you know what? It's got to—it's got to get a little of that Nintendo
0: Treehouse on it. Yeah. You know? Let's let's make this real pretty for about three months and make sure everything looks right. But it's kind of a mess. But it's perfect. Uh, it is great action. It is a great action game. The pe- people have been describing it as Dark Soulsy. It's Dark Souls for babies. I didn't get
2: that. Yeah, it's I don't not,
0: understand that. No. It's
2: uncharted in it's
0: space. Un, it's uncharted in space with a healthy dose of... Uh, you know what the combat reminds me of? It reminds me of what Ninja Theory does. You know, like, the the enslaved uh, I mean, heavenly it, sword. It
1: does have that thing where you meditate at a meditation spot and all the enemies you, come back.
0: Yes. And, like... Yeah. And you got and you get, and if you die there's an enemy who's got your points. So like that yeah. that Dark Souls thing is borrowed, I guess, but everything else is you go to a place, it's I I don't understand why people over the past 15 years forgot that this is how you make a video game. And I do blame Call of Duty and like when Infinity Ward was still these guys for being like everything should have RPG mechanics. Everything should be about leveling and numbers getting bigger. Jedi Fallen Order, you're a man with a lightsaber, you go into a place, oh, I found an object in a spot that I put on my droid, and now I can go up zip lines. Oh, I found gloves. Now I can climb this special wall. There's no fiddling with bullshit stats. Yeah. There's like maybe 15 abilities total to unlock, and they all feel narratively significant because... Susan all right, do you, are you, have you been playing this at all? Have you played no, this you're I've been all training?
2: I I have Russ has been playing the Star Wars. Oh, he's been playing the next Star Wars to me while I am playing the you're delivering mailman the band game. yeah,
0: yeah. So you're playing I, Kevin I'm, Costner's the postman.
2: I'm playing UPS the game <laughs> and he is playing the Star Wars.
0: So I, I'm curious what has been your impression experiencing this through osmosis? Because I was, I was saying to Dave, Dave, Dave is always the guy who beats the game I'm playing before I'm playing. It. <laughs> and he's like my, my mental Sherpa as I go through these things. And I was like, this is, this, this game is hot action because it's perfect. Star Wars, all the cool Star Wars stuff is happening, but God, this lead character sucks. And, yeah.
1: and I was like,
0: give it time. And Dave said, "Give it time," and I was like, "I don't know how baby Conan O'Brien is going to suddenly <laughs> become compelling." And yet, and yet, and yet, they when do you it. Get to, when you get to the final third of this game, I I can't believe how emotionally resonant and strong the story becomes for this guy, for this this nothing. So, Susan, you've been watching it. You're like, that's not even a character. Like that's no.
2: No, that is like that's the default in the character creator.
0: Yes, Is yeah. what that is. It's not even a good character creator. It's like Dragon's no. Dogma. Like right. something's wrong. Yeah. No, and it's yet, terrible. Yeah. And yet, I, I want. I'm going to spoil a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order so we can talk about this as we wind down the show.
2: Okay.
0: And for anybody listening, if you have not played Star Wars. Uh, and you're planning to just skip ahead a few minutes just skip ahead a few minutes his blankness and and like it just doesn't occur to you because the way this shit was depicted in like revenge of the sith was so dead-eyed and hackneyed that you would never think that there might actually be an emotional place to explore this from this this was a kid who experienced the jedi purge yeah he was there for order wow. 66 wow and when you he get a kid, into yeah. the, when you get into the back half of this game susan they flat out show you like he wakes up one morning on the fucking star destroyer that he's been living on with his jedi master through the whole war and he's 10 And he's like (laughs) fist bumping with all the clone troops for his surrogate family. And he goes to morning training. And then all of a sudden, one of his best friends in the world pulls a gun on his master and he has to escape for his fucking life while his family tries to murder him and his dad. And then you find out that the blankness, the just nothing of this character... Is intentional. He is a trauma. He's been a traumatized person, living on his own. Hiding the force, like hiding the force. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't know how to emote or be a person. Wow. And the end of the game is him, like, uh, like fully re-embracing the force and taking responsibility to be a person again, out in the world and. Like confront what he's gone through. And I was like, holy shit, Jedi Fallen Order! And also, Respawn, who are you people? You made me care about my robot that I ride around in to shoot people, and then you made a game that is better at being Revenge of the Sith than Revenge of the Sith was. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense.
1: The the guy who made God of War 3, the most unsubtle of video games... Stig yeah. is Musin. There, like, there's some real God of War ass three segments in this game too. Uh, some real God oh, of War ass like, three. Not the the opening of Kashyyyk. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the the opening of Kashyyyk. Like, that's
0: the other thing, Susan. I can't. I, I, have you have you seen some of the big story beats? Have you seen when they go to the Wookiee planet yet?
2: I no. I, I I've seen Wookiee things happening. Wookiee things
0: happen yeah. when you get there. <laughs> you fight like. It it's the Wookiee planet, so the Empire is there, enslaving everybody, and you know there is full on. You're you're going into a war zone. You're going into a hot war zone, and uh, fucking remember the dream from Rogue One is there. <laughs> He's hanging out. Saw Gerrera. Remember the dream. Uh, Ghost Talk.
1: Ghost oh, yeah, Ghost right. I did
2: see that. Yeah. I did see that. He's and it like like it gets to
0: that point, and I'm like, well, where's the psychic octopus? Where's the yeah. psychic where is where is the octopus for no reason? Why not? Why why would the Empire blow up the planet that they're using for the ammunition for the Death Star? Why would they god I hate you, Rogue One. Anyway, we're not talking about Rogue, <laughs> Rogue One. We're talking about the fact that Jedi Fallen Order makes AT ATs cool again. Because you land in the middle of the war zone and it's basically like, well, jump out of the ship, baby Conan O'Brien, because we can't land anywhere. There are ATATs ats everywhere, and you have to dive into water and then crawl up. Yeah, you Kratos butt, your
1: way up this.
0: Kratos your way up on an at and into the inside of it and then commandeer it. And it makes stuff from Star Wars that used to be cool, super cool again. Uh... Big spoiler. This is the last big spoiler. You get to the end of the game and you have to break into the prison facility that they have been bringing Jedi uh, before killing them. Uh, Trying to either turn them into Inquisitors for uh, the Empire to use to track Jedi or just killing them and trying to get information from them before they die. And you get there there's a big boss fight and Darth Vader shows up. And it's oh, so yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, it's like it's that thing that they tried to do in in Rogue One, where like, oh look, it's Vader, and it's yeah. just and cheesy, it's just dumb. It's yeah. really dumb. It's like a Duracell commercial.
0: Yeah, where like he like. <laughs> <where he'd>, like <laughs> You need
1: to like power up his stupid light sword. Yeah, the bunny goes. But but it happens here and it's you're just like, oh, because it's again, it earns these moments there. There's like the hubris that leads up to this because the like the other Inquisitor is like. We're just going all out. Is related to like one of the characters um, that you've been hanging around with. And there's like this final confrontation. And then Darth Vader shows up. Like Darth like, Vader. Oh edits. shit! And he's legitimately
0: terrifying. Yes. The way he uses the force around you is neither. It's not like the prequels where it's too small and not enough interesting things are happening, and it's not like Force Unleashed where it's like, and then I pulled the moon down yeah. from the sky yeah. and threw it at a stormtrooper. Yeah. It's it's genuinely terrifying. It's so great, your your little droid buddy whenever you encounter a new enemy or a new situation, it usually brings up a thing where it's like if you hit the options button on your PlayStation controller, it'll show you like a little bit of narrative text that your droid is telling you about what's happening. And when Darth Vader shows up, if you pause it, the text is just like, run, you're going to (laughs) die. Get get the hell out of here because he's going to kill you. (laughs) It's great. It's great. And I don't understand what happened where Respawn convinced EA to let them do this. I mean,
1: it's probably, they're like, we have this crew, give us X amount of dollars in two years and we'll make it. And, I, I, the fact that this game
0: was made in two years is also bananas. I mean, you can you can tell that it was made. Yeah,
1: like it it has all the signature moments and like gravitas of of a God of War three. But like none of that level of money or polish put behind it. Because like if Sony were publishing this game, they would look at the state of like just just like the level of jank in it and go like you got to six more months. We can't this is a flagship title. We're selling PS3s. You gotta make this look better, and EA it, not selling PS3s, uh, <laughs> no microtransactions. Like this is it. You gotta get it out, and so yeah. they did. And it like it sucks because I feel like if they had more time, this could have gone from being like a great game with caveats to being an like one of the best. Like developers. a legend.
0: Yeah, yeah. As it is, like I, I love 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 this game like unequivocally. And it makes me excited
1: for the future of star Wars games again. Like in a way that I haven't been since I played X-Wing Alliance.
0: Just like, please respawn. Keep, keep making Republic, keep making all the things. Just let respawn, make everything yeah, forever. Uh, let them make a
1: mirror's edge. They get that wall running down tight. Susan, it's so
0: badass. There's another thing that'll happen. And I guess Russ probably hasn't gotten to this point. You'll just be like, you can go back to planets After you've unlocked a new power and you're like, Metroid style. You're like, oh, I have these gloves. I can climb this hill. It's whatever. But you go back at one point and you'll turn a corner on a hill that you have walked down 50 times. And then all of a sudden there will be a guy in a jetpack who just bonks you on the face and ties you up. And you're like, what's happening? And you just got bounty hunted, son. You're taken to a No explanation. Creep. It just no happens. Explanation. It just happens. You just get taken. And then you wake up in, like, an insane gambler's den where they pit you against monsters and you have to fight them. Oh, fun. And from that point forth, every single time you're on a planet, there is a chance that you will walk into a room and there will be bounty hunters waiting for you and you have awesome. to kill them. Awesome.
2: It's
0: awesome. It's so good. Respawn is saving AAA games. I love them. Uh, like I love the people that made this show.
1: Apparently, the the game is uh, exceeding it's expectations. Sell, it's
0: selling very well. So who knew?
1: Who knew that people want? Like, like that's uh, the thing. Like, just make a good Star Wars game. Just do that. Just do that. It's do, fine. Let's, it's not.
0: I mean, it's not. Just, it's just make it totally, okay Star Wars. It's not totally yeah. EA's fault. It's not totally EA's fault because if. Mr. West and Mr. Zampella hadn't made a money-printing machine called Call of Duty, then there wouldn't be the need to be like, well, it's only shooters and card packs for days. That's all it is. Eh? Uh, they're fixing it. They're fixing everything. Dave, who fixed this? Who fixed their ear holes? Who <laughs> fixed with the a, show? <laughs> with a show, our wonderful Patreon. Yes,
1: Patreon.com slash continue podcast. Our special Patreon backers giving a shout out right now to Ryan Brady, Nick Grugan, Yodel, Gluttony One of Seven, Ryan Mance, Double Taco, Pete, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare. Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler, uh, bleh, Tyler Nilsen, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, uh, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, if you are listening to this and you are not a backer, uh, here's why you back the show, guys. If you enjoy what we do, uh... Your backer dollars are what we buy games with. <laughs> none of us, none of us, are the kind of writer that is getting sent games any longer. I get plenty.
1: I, I get plenty of PR emails, though.
0: Get plenty of PR yep. emails, but we don't get the titles. Uh, and let me tell you, doing doing big features for uh, mainstream press—that you don't get games anymore. That's not how it nope. works. Uh, so if. Uh, You feel like giving a dollar, that guarantees that we'll have things to talk about on this program. If you don't, share this show with somebody you think would enjoy it. Or even if somebody uh, you think uh, hasn't tried this sort of thing before and might acquire the taste for it. uh, You can go to patreon.com slash continuepodcast, as Dave said, to go give us money. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and search Continue Podcast. And leave us a review. It costs nothing but your precious life and time. It'll take
1: the, mi- the minutes you have left. <laughs> really, us really, that's m- more valuable than the money, if you think more, about it.
0: It's way more expensive to go and leave us a review than to give us a dollar. But you can do those things. You can also go to twitter.com slash continuepod to share the links to all of these different places and give people information on us. Susan, where can people find you otherwise?
2: Uh, you can find me largely in a cloud of confusion, uh, on Twitter,
0: <laughs> at
2: Susan Arndt.
1: Uh,
0: Dave, if where find do people you find you?
1: <laughs> you? On Twitter, at David Robots. You can go to David Robots. Oh, and
2: also, uh, there's an article by me on Ars Technica about the hidden gems of Apple Arcade.
0: Hey, <gasps> now we're talking. That's awesome. Uh... And you can find me at a John Agnello, where I am regularly alienating people on Twitter. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> on at, the pod, as in
0: well, real life. as Indeed. On the pod, as in real life. You can go to the ringer.com and read my features. And I also, uh, shortly after this episode goes live, I'm coming out of retirement at the AV Club. For oh, a- shit. Coming out of retirement at the AV Club because... There's a a series of features I started there years ago called Best Worst Weirdest, and I missed doing it a lot, and I, I realized that after playing Jedi Fallen Order that there are many Star Wars games, and so I have a feature called Best Worst Weirdest. Star Wars video games coming up.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: The Love initial it. draft, Susan, was 6,000 words long. Oh, my Man. God.
1: I, I was going to br- say, if anyone, like, if Deadspin can piss off Spanfeller,
0: you can. <laughs> I don't, they're not going to be happy. <laughs> I call Jimmy Smith a narc in this feature. Get fucking ready. <laughs> nice. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, until then, everybody, we have one more episode before the year is out. We'll be talking uh, our games of the year, and we will also probably be talking game awards. So. Oh
2: yeah. Hold uh, we on might to uh, your... We yeah. might live tweet the uh, awards. Again. Oh hell live, yeah! Live live comment or Li- live. Things might happen. I don't, don't
0: know. You know it. You know what? Are, we're, we're not gonna. You can't stop us from being ourselves. <laughs> you can't stop
2: the signal, Mal
0: It's it's just gonna be. The guy killed me, Mal Killed me with his sword. Come on. How weird is that? All right, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, we'll see you next time. Everybody.